Welcome to Ticket Weeknights. Okay, here's the deal with Nicole. Live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. She's just going to tell it like it is. Nicole is, uh, she's very wise. Sometimes you're not going to like it. Here is your host, Nicole Griffin. Welcome in, everybody, to the Ticket Weeknights with Nicole Griffith. We are on the road, Connor Happer. On the road. We are on the road at the Upside Bar and Lounge. Kind of exciting day. Yeah, things have happened today. Okay, but first, we are at the Upside Bar and Lounge, and this is my first time that we are on the road. So bear with us a little bit as we get everything figured out. Big Sky is back at the station. Um... Oh, there we are. <laughs> this, we're, we're, this is a makeshift uh, stream for now. We're getting there. We are at the upside. It's a great place to watch Monday Night Football. Yes, and it is uh, Chicago Bears versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I have a great view. I have um, like eight TVs with the Bears game in front of me. So um, in about an hour. Well, no, it's not until 730 is when football starts. Yeah, but we'll get to harass you for a, half, a good solid half hour about the Bears I'm not sure what's going to happen tonight. It should be a horrible football game that will distract us from. Okay. Anyways, else is going um, on. we are here broadcasting live until 8 p.m. tonight. So come down and say hello to us. We have a signed um, Pittsburgh Steelers jersey of. Um, do you want to tell the people who it is? Juju Juju Smith Schuster. Okay. There we go. Um, there is a raffle for that. If you are a Pittsburgh fan, I am not. It's really unfortunate that this is a Pittsburgh Green Bay bar as a Bears fan, but yeah. you know. It's not unfortunate because we love the upside. Unfortunate for me in this exact moment. It's taco night tonight. 50 yes, cent, it is. <laughs> 50 cent hard shell tacos, dollar soft shell tacos, and $3 margaritas, Hopper. Oh, yeah. I'm interested. Flavors All are, the above. Uh, flavors are lime, mango, strawberry, pineapple, and jalapeno. And you can get that deal until 9 p.m. tonight. And I... Um, have um, a large pitcher of water right now, but I will be taking part in the $3 margaritas, and I have a very specific margarita drink order that Happer knows about. We don't have to get into it. I just like my margaritas a certain way. It's weird, but whatever. I'm sure they'll accommodate you. He has seen me order them, and it's very specific. Very specific. Okay. Here we are. How are you doing today? Good. Good. A lot of things have happened. Um... You know, we started the day kind of wondering what would be the next thing. And um, at, at about, what was it, two, something like that, the news came down that Scott Frost was going to be retained uh, for next year. Uh, Trev Alberts and Scott Frost put out a joint statement. In that statement, they said that there is, um, you know, I could, I could go back and read it right now so we can give you all the facts of the day. Um. Trev said this, in my four months at Nebraska, I've closely observed our football team and have had several productive discussions with Coach Frost. Scott has laid out a clear plan and vision for the future of Nebraska football. We'll get back to that. And has agreed to a restructured contract. We'll get back to that as well. I'm excited to continue working together with Scott. We share a love of Nebraska and this football program and want nothing more than Nebraska football to again compete for championships. We all recognize our record has not been what anybody wants it to be. I've been clear that I've been looking for incremental progress, and I've seen that in several key areas this season. Our team has 
continued to compete at a high level, and the young men in our program have remained unified and shown great resiliency, which is an important reflection of the leadership of Coach Frost and his staff. Um, and then about, let's see here, two hours after that. Well, let's, okay, before wanna, we get You want to dive into that first? You're just going straight into everything. I was so. just going to give people, arm the people with facts. This is what we what we want to do, but yeah, let's 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 dive into that one first. So we knew, I think we can say we knew we knew a change needed to happen. I think at the end of this year. So this was before the news came down today. So this was after the Ohio State game, and then you're like, Nebraska is not going to a bowl game for the fourth straight time under well fifth straight time all under Scott Frost. Right. Fourth time under Scott. Correct. And then. Um, you're just like, okay, it's going to be a long bye week. And then we have two more games, and it's not just going to be a long um, off season; It's going to be a long November. Yep. So we knew – we know what changes need to happen. Is that Scott gets let go or Scott gets to stay? Does that mean coaching changes um, assistants need to come and get cut or stay? And then Adrian, is he going to come or stay? So yep. we know two of the three. That's right. And that all happened today on Monday, on November 8th, and Trev is not messing around. That's right. There's there's still three weeks left in the season before, you know, it officially kind of ends. Um, there's a, a little still left on the table for this team, um, including... Which would I, be the two trophy games, or what? The two trophy games. I, I think beating Iowa would give you a lot in terms of momentum. Um, it's something that Nebraska hasn't done in a long time. Uh, obviously, beating Wisconsin would do the same thing. I just think it's less likely that you do that at this point. Um, so there was this kind of two-hour gap in between, all right, what's now kind of what's next? Frost is coming back. Let's process this. Let's figure this out. What happens next? And what was next That is that um, they made basically wholesale changes to their offensive coaching staff. Yes. Um, with Ryan Held, Mario Verdusco, Greg Austin, and Matt Lubick, Matt Lubick all uh, being let go this afternoon at about four o'clock um the only offensive assistant full-time assistant being retained is sean beckton who's the tight ends coach um and that's obviously a big move and you kind of wonder what happens next now those are the facts of the day then we can get into what it means so uh, i thought it was interesting when i saw the post and it said like um scott has agreed to a restructured contract me too and everyone wants to know what that is yeah. and i feel like it's obvious we know right away it's coaching changes and then obviously people are, are gonna find like it has to be money i, I think so for because sure. one of the main reasons why nebraska didn't want to um, get rid of um scott this is a 20 million buyout absolutely so and then next year if they're if they're thinking about still making that change next year, however next year goes, I, it, like the hot seat thing doesn't go away, mm -hmm. so he's still on it for next year. Next year that buyout is fifteen million, so maybe that is is restructured as well. I would guess that that would be a pretty prominent deal in there. Maybe there's a pay cut too. I don't think anybody has that information yet. I haven't seen it. Um, I know Trev's talking on um, uh, <laughs> on Sports Nightly right now, so we'll have some quotes from that as we as we kind of go throughout the evening here. But it's it was the main thing that I'm curious about. Number one, what's the what's the restructured contract look like for him? Number two, I'd love to hear the vision. Yes, I'd love to hear the clear vision and the plan. Because so I wrote down what I believe the restructured deal was about three hours ago. I tweeted it out, and for I wrote for legal reasons, this isn't real. Yeah, it. I wish it was real. 
and my restructured deal includes more passes to Austin Allen, <laughs> which seemed evident in the fact that they retained Sean Becton. Yeah. Austin Allen might not be on the team next I don't think year, Austin Allen's coming back. But I'm just saying, in the next two games, I would like to see more passes to Austin Allen. Yeah, maybe we could, since Sean Becton's the only offensive coach left, just like, hey, we got these guys. Austin Allen wants, wants about 18 more targets in the last two games. Also added on the restructured deal, and preface, this is Nicole Griffith's restructured deal. This yes, is not very important. Trev's restructured deal. It could be, probably not. Um, more passes to Austin Allen, a special teams coach. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. feel like that's evident. That one's actually real. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one's actually real. Because it was, you can argue that that cost Nebraska the Ohio State game. Yeah, I mean, um, it's cost them a lot of games over the last three years, that's for sure. I, I, I think that has I, they chose to double down last offseason and stick with the same same coaching staff um, with with a slight alteration and in, in getting rid of Jonathan Rutledge and, and having Mike Dawson kind of take over special teams duties. I, I think if it's not seen by now or Trev hasn't outright said to Scott, hey, you need a full-time special teams coordinator to do this thing, then, uh, you know, it's not it's never going to happen. I assume that was part of the discussions by them over the last couple of days. How about for you? What are your um, restructured? I, well, I, you know, it, it's less in the it's less in the contract for me, and it's uh, it's more about the kind of plan and, and vision. I like mm-hmm. ultimately, you can fire all of the offensive assistants that you want. It's Scott Frost's offense. So if there is not, you tweeted it out today. It's it's correct. Like, I mean. You could bring all the offensive coordinators you want in, but if you got the same guy calling the plays and it's his vision and it's his thought, then he's still technically the offensive coordinator. It's his deal. So there has to be a change in that entire philosophy on the offensive side of the ball, whether it's changing the type of offense that you run or the way it's streamlined, the way it's coached and stuff like that. It obviously just wasn't clicking. So from that perspective, I think it's good. I just want to know a little bit, and we probably won't know it all tonight or whatever, but... Um, uh, where are we headed here with, with the offense, and will it change even though the the head of it is still kind of there? All right, we have some uh, announcements. Sam McEwen just tweeting on Frost's actual restructured contract. Um, so Trev Alberts is on Husker Nightly right now. Um, Sam McEwen tweeting, Frost will have a restructured contract receiving $4 million in salary for the okay. 2022 season instead of his previously scheduled $5 million. So 20% cut. A buyout that would have been $15 million after last season has been reduced to $7.5 million. Half. Cut the buyout in half. So that door is still that door is still wide open to potentially fire him after next year. Basically, what that tells me is last dance, right? You, you get one more shot at it, and, and there's a chance, obviously, that it works. They got to make the right moves, um, but you cut that buyout in half, you make it a lot easier for Nebraska um, donors, whatever it is, to step in and pay the seven point five instead of. It would have been twenty this year. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a I mean that's a huge difference in just the asking price for it. Trev also quoted saying, "In a way, Scott has bet on himself, and I like that, and I think that's pretty cool because hmm. he is betting on himself. He got rid of half of his offensive staff. Sure. He's an offensive-minded guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Um, it's it'll be interesting to see which which direction they go with it. I mean, <laughs> I, I, one of the first things that came to my head, and I think a lot of people's this afternoon is like, okay, well. What happens these last two games also? With who, co- who coaches the offense? I'd like to put my name in the ring. 
I could be the offensive coordinator. Why? You roll your eyes, but I'm very serious. What would you, what would you, okay, give your bit. I'm interviewing <laughs> you right bit. now. This is real. No. I, hello, Mr. Happer. I hello. see you've applied for the offensive coordinator position at Nebraska. I have. What makes you qualified? Uh, nothing makes me qualified, but could I do it? Probably still no, but I will tell you what I could do if I was the offensive coordinator. I would just call whatever you wanted me to call. And then you could pay me a million dollars for the last two games. Okay, ask me. I'm interviewing. Nicole, I see you have applied for the offensive coordinator position here. I haven't. I was asked. I see uh, you are a very interesting and intriguing candidate because you are different from all the other candidates of this job. Why why are you the right person? Is that what you're saying? Why are you the right person for the job? Because Scott will still call the plays. That tends to be the way I think about it, too. I I, I think we're on the same page here because, like I said, you can – I'm not trying to sound like – I'm not dissatisfied, I guess. That's not the point of why you fire a bunch of offensive assistants. But it needs a streamlining from the top, right? And I, it, I hope that conversation was had with Trev. And Trev said, hey, look, man, we, it, this, this needs a full-sale change from the top. That includes you. We have to rethink the way we're doing everything on the offensive side of the ball defense can defense is off on its own defense could do you know whatever it's it's always done over the last couple of years um but he's a rethinking and that's that's the guy at the top who is still there it's still his offense so i'm skeptical that a lot changes even though they just fired their entire offensive Mm -hmm. coaching staff yeah and i would agree with that because in the past four years We've seen kind of the same thing. I wasn't here Scott's yeah. first year, so I know that he went 0-6 and, and then undefeated, which is... 4-2. and two. Yeah. Down the stretch. 4-2 and two in the last six. 0-6 oh and, okay. and then 4-2. and two. Okay. But it was kind of like they went undefeated because they lost close twice. Oh, okay. So which sounds familiar, right? That doesn't count. Yeah. That's... That you don't well, get to it s- counted in 2018. You don't get to say you're undefeated. <laughs> no, they weren't undefeated. They were undefeated for four games. Yeah. So I was not here for Scott's first year, and then they went four and eight, five and seven, three and five, and now they're potentially going to go three and nine. And I feel like if you would have brought back all the assistant coaches, if you bring back Frost, if you bring back Adrian, like run it back. Yeah. I don't, I, I mean I think that's not happening. With but the if- news today. That possibility is way out the window. Uh, I mean, I, I thought. I mean, you were in the post game press conference on Saturday. Um, didn't you feel like just the way that we kind of talked about Adrian on Saturday night and the way he talked about it, it just felt like he was going to finish out this year and be done. I, I, I don't want to lead you to anything, yeah, but that's the way I felt. I can't get a read on him yet because we finally got confirmation on his um, injuries, which is a. Broken jaw. Broken jaw. And a high ankle sprain. Yep. Um, I am not a former player. I have not had to play through injury, so I have no idea what that's like. But I assume breaking your jaw and having to finish out and missing one series probably really hurts. I, I've been talking about this for weeks now, man. He, it's It's been rough on him. He is, he is um, not let it on at all. I mean... He, when he plays, he has rubber bands in his mouth. It's basically like access the duct tape that keeps his mouth together. Um, he has a tough time like yelling and speaking during the games. Um, I, the, the first, so they, he, it happened in the Michigan State game. Remember when he went out and he came back for that Northwestern game? And I was standing on the field. I'm like, 
he was having trouble putting his mouthpiece in his mouth. Like, he, he just couldn't do it. Um, and yet you ask him about it, whether it's after the game on the podium or privately, and he's like, I'm not talking about it. I don't talk about it. That's the kind of guy that is. And he deserves a lot of credit for doing that entire thing. But the whole, with the way that he talked about it after the game, he was like, look, there's reasons I did it. There's, there's reasons I played through it. There's reasons I wanted to keep going. And that'll be talked about at the end of the year. That says to me he's gearing up for one more run, like these last few games, whatever it is, and that's it. And then he'll be done. Yeah. At Nebraska, anyway. That I, was my read. Yep, okay. I don't have a read on it yet. I am You just, buy that, though? Did I, I convince you? Stop. No. Why not? This isn't a, an agreement. It's just you're just telling me it. Why don't you I want don't to have, agree with me? I don't. I always agree with you. No, you don't, but I, I thought I made a pretty good case. So I guess not. What else do we got going on? Is there any more news at this point? Um, let me see. Trev Alberts, Sam McEwen said, Trev Alberts sat down with two media outlets, including World Herald, for an hour this afternoon. Oh. In a wide-ranging conversation about the decision, more mm, to come. Interesting. Who's the other one? Lincoln Journal star? Yeah, probably. definitely. Yeah. They, it's easy to talk to the paper people. The papers. Us TV people, you know, we're... Mm-hmm. The TV and radio get left behind. That's okay. We'll get all the information from from Sipple. from them. <laughs> yeah. So oh, Steve Sipple on the morning show tomorrow, starting at six a.m. I think he'll have some more for you. We are here. This is Nicole Griffith and Connor Happer. We are here at the Upside Bar and Lounge, um, South. What's the address here? We are South Twenty Seventh and Pine Lake. Pine Lake. Mm-hmm. So it is across the street from. Um, South the, Point. The pavilions. Yep. yep. Right next to Jersey Mike's. And pretty good crowd on hand so far. And uh, Monday Night Football. I don't know how you could not hear 50-cent tacos and be like, I'm coming down here right now. Or $3 margaritas and come down here right now. Had me sold. Yeah. So it is taco night here at the Upside Bar. And let me pull up that information. Do you have all the information memorized? Yeah. Um 50 cent, uh, 50 cent. <laughs> 50 cent hard shell tacos, $1 soft shell tacos, $3 margaritas. They come in all different kinds of flavors lime, mango, strawberry, pineapple. Oh, you're alpine. reading it. You're reading it off my laptop. <laughs> Lots That's of different cute. stuff to offer. We are uh, giving away a signed Juju Smith Schuster jersey, which you can uh, put your name in the box for right when you walk in the door here. Um, they're going to take care of you here at the upside. We, we love having them on board, and we'll be out here once a month. For the Nicole Griffiths show. And it will only be when hopefully the Bears never play on Monday yeah, night. Yeah, that was, that was very lucky that we just got the, we got the date that matched up with the Bears playing. But I can't wait to see you, like, freak out at set, starting at 730. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you freak out about the Bears? You're going to find out. <laughs> I feel like that's a yes. Do I freak out? Do I, I'm not really a freak out person. Okay, I, no, I didn't, I didn't think you were. That's why I asked the question. Okay. I mean, I guess we'll see if yeah. they if the first pass is like a pick six or a sack. Because yeah. everyone's like, they started Justin Fields too soon. No, the O-line sucks. Mm-hmm. He also is young, but, you know, yeah. Andy Dalton or um, Justin Fields. This is, let me try and convince you another thing. While we're, <laughs> we'll, so we'll get back to the whole situation that's going on what here. What situation? So, Nebraska football? <laughs> so, yeah, I thought we weren't allowed to talk to the, about that tonight. Via your poll question, which we have to get into, too. You went straight into this is Trev Alberts' statement from today. The point of playing Justin Fields early is not that he's, like, 
definitively going to be better than any other quarterback that you have, although I think he would be, or he has been. The point is that you're playing him and you're finding out. That's that's the thing for that's the that's the case for playing him early. So I don't have an issue with them, you know, playing him. They should be playing him. Yes, that's what. There was people like ah, you know, you got to keep Dalton in there. We get he needs time. Not you don't have to you don't have to do that. You let him play. What's he going to learn? Right, exactly. Throw him to the wolves. They'll figure it out. The Steelers, the fourth best defense. Since 2008 is what that sign said. I don't know if that's what that said. Awesome. (laughs) Well, we are going to take a break and then um, we'll be back after this. Back to the ticket weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Nicole Griffin. Thanks for joining us on the Ticket Weeknights. I'm Nicole Griffith alongside Connor Happer, and we are on a field trip. That's right. That was really loud. Pop the peas. We're on a field trip. We are at the Upside Barn Lounge, um, South 27th and Pine Lake, across the street from the South Point Pavilions. Um, Fun nights. Taco night tonight and $3 margaritas. So you should come down and hang out with us. Um, Jay Foreman is also on hand. Jay Foreman is here. It's fine. He's ignoring us. Hi, Jay. Hi, Jay. He doesn't even smile. He He doesn't smile. We have Nick. Yeah, come meet Nick. Come meet Nick. That's the real. That's the real deal tonight. We also have. Um, so this is a Pittsburgh Steelers bar. They are playing the Chicago. My Chicago. I don't like when people say my. I agree with that. Good okay. take. So um, they're playing the Chicago Bears, which is my team. I think you can say it like that. We have a, sh- a shined, a signed Juju jersey. Come down and TikTok Juju. Be a part of the raffle for that and win that, and watch me emotionally yeah, process I'm, a Chicago Bears game. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens at starting at 7:30. So, but before we get to that, which is at 7:30, um, a lot of uh, Husker Husker stuff going down today. So, if you are just catching up to speed, Trev Alberts was on Husker Nightly tonight, and he announced that Scott Frost's restructured contract involves pay cuts. Yep. So next instead of five million, it's four million next year. Sorry, I'll keep going. Nope, do it. Do the whole thing. Uh, and then, so the buyout this year was was twenty million. Next year would have been fifteen million. Instead, it got cut down to seven point five million for next year. So. Um, the way that sets up for me, the way to read that, I think, is, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna get one more shot at this. It, it, like, Husker fans, if this sounds familiar, it's because it is. It happened in 2002, after, um, you know, Bill Byrne was like, "Hey, Frank Solich, this isn't really working as well as we thought. We have to fire a couple of, we have to get rid of a couple of assistants here, um, and then start over again." In 2003, they, they got rid of. Um, you know, their offensive coordinator and um, Craig Bull, and they uh, restructured things going into 2003 and, and gave the offensive uh, offensive controls over and gave the defensive controls over to, to Bo Pelini. And um, they tried it again. They went 9-3 and three in 2003, and it still didn't save Frank Solich's job at the time because of some other administrative stuff that was going on. So um, 
this has happened before. This is not unprecedented in college football. It's not unprecedented at Nebraska. It is interesting to to, to see the kind of one year kind of outlook of it, though, and and that's how you that's how you read it at this point because that's what it says. One of the questions I we got tweeted at us from Jordan Watson. They say at Nicole Griff ten eleven at Connor Happer who is on the assistant coach wish list. Mm. I heard the Cleveland Browns have a good O line coach. Interesting. Is that oh is that Bill Callahan? I'm not I'm not hundred percent. People always have talked about that Bill Callahan coming back and being the offensive line coach. He's really good at it at the highest level in the NFL. Um, Which gives you know some credibility. I, I uh, who's on your assistant coach's wish list? This is a cop out answer, but I, I I approach this differently than some. A lot of people pick names and and successes that they've had. I, I think part of the reason, most of the reason why Nebraska's in the position that they're in, is because of lack of clarity on the offensive side of the ball. So what they what they don't need is to cherry-pick a bunch of random assistants from random places and it's mash like them it's, all together. It's not like it's not working. It's not like they don't know how to do it. It's just systemically there seems to be an I issue agree. on the offensive side of the ball. So if there is if there is a plan that is laid out, you can bring in whichever coaches fit that plan. But you have to know what the plan is first. You have to know what the vision is first. And I... And, Apparently that's been laid out to Trev Alberts from Scott Frost, which is which is good. I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. Um, but it's not a, like Nicole. It's, I don't think it's about the names. I don't think it's about you know getting the best offensive coordinator in the country, wherever whoever that might be from wherever they are from. It's about um, you know putting together a group of guys that can make it work with paired with the vision that's being laid out. Do you think it will be hard for Scott to? Um to hire because knowing that he's on a short leash right now yeah and how does that impact recruiting you want to get these coaches out well you don't want to get coaches fired but you wanted to get the coaches out because you you knew you were going to fire them yep so get them out instead of you know recruit like it's kind of awkward there's three weeks left this season um so today kind of felt kind of doomsday-ish um but how how does having this kind of prove it year impact recruiting and impact hiring yeah well i mean effectively i think the 2022 season starts today you know so i think you kind of have to approach it that way even though the iowa game i think is pretty important for momentum and and stuff like that for recruiting um i don't know i immediately like i I don't think there's that many spots left for the class um Where's where's Schaefer when you need him? Right. Like, I just, I think they were going to keep it short this year no matter what, and they're going to try and patch it with transfers in the offseason anyway. And that'll still kind of be part of the plan. Um, You know, and then as far as the coaching search, I think that's a really interesting, you know, thing as far as where we're headed here. I, um, it, it might be a hard sell. To say, hey, look, you're, you're going to be the offensive coordinator for one year, and we're a lame like the sell is it we're a lame duck staff. The sell is if it works, then you're going to be here for a long time because high risk. If it if it works, then Frost will be here for a long time. He'll probably get an extension after next year if it, if it ends, if they end up winning eight games or nine games. You know, like we're dealing with that. So I think that's probably the sell. And if they really, it comes down to belief in Frost. I think, you know, like Frost has to go out and say, 
I have this plan. Come join me. The this plan. is what it's yeah right. Where the, what is this plan? Let's hear about the plan. He has laid out this plan. Let's hear about the plan, right? So um, I think that's kind of what it comes down to. It's just uh, uh, you know it'd be a a little bit of a blind faith in in him, which sounds scary because it is. It's it's a real it's a it's a one year. Let's get this right thing, and that's a hard sell. Makes our jobs exciting. Well, yeah, it does. I, t- today is. Fun and not fun well, at the same time. Yes. Okay. So I had to like redo my outline like three times today. Yeah. And then last night I tweeted about, I sent out this poll because I thought we were going to be talking about a, I didn't think any of this was going to happen today. Right. I thought it was going to maybe happen later the in season, the week, yeah, later, later in the week, week yeah. not like Monday at two o'clock. Um, I said, what should... I talk about on the ticket tomorrow night and drop other requests. The um, the options were three and seven football team, <laughs> Happer's fantasy team, religion and politics, which is kind of the bit that's like I don't want to talk about this losing team. Religion and politics, and then chili and cinnamon rolls. Very disappointing that Happer's fantasy team only got nine percent. Yes, yeah, so which means it did get a few votes. Three and seven football team got sixteen percent. Happer's fantasy team got nine percent. Religion and politics got nineteen percent, which is more than the three and seven football team. Mm-hmm. And chili and cinnamon rolls got fifty six percent. Yeah. And then I did get um, some other options from people about what I should talk about, which included um, vegan smoothies, which is a I. I have no thoughts on that. I order vegan smoothies. It's, okay, so well, now I'm interested. That person knows my smoothie order. Um, why is Bill Shammer putting up Christmas lights already? In his defense. He, I don't think it's too early. It was really nice out the other day. No, I don't think it's too early. You're in the clear after Halloween. Nick said salmon. I don't understand that either. I don't know why Nick wants to talk about salmon. Rex Smith said my turtleneck. I did see Rex's turtleneck on Saturday. Turtleneck Rex. That probably is deserve of, of a couple minutes here, yeah. Seconds. Seconds. Jake Sorensen, sour beers. The guy loves his sour beers. Interesting. But it's a, yeah, it's a real change for Jake uh, from when he started his beer journey. But tonight it's all about $3 margaritas at the Upside Bar. Thank you. Thank you. Luke said Bears dominating the Steelers. We aren't there yet. Schaefer said Matt Nagy talk. Also not there yet. Got it bottled up. Jake <laughs> said, another Jake said, if losing football teams wearing camo is disrespectful to the troops. Oh. Thoughts? I mean, it's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, they weren't wearing camo. Only the coaches were with their... And they're now fired. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> not to be rude. All right. And then vegan smoothies. So I wanted to just give that um, some acknowledgement. Thank you. Because... I don't have any thoughts on vegan smoothies. Are you going to give me the case as to why anyone should order a vegan smoothie? Well, I just What's get, the difference between a vegan smoothie and a non-vegan smoothie? That's the question. I I have I go to Smoothie King okay. on O Street yep. on Fridays when I shoot high school football because it's $5 mediums and then mm-hmm. um, or $6 mediums. I don't know. But they're not, they're not putting meat in your smoothies ever, you know, or anything like well, that. Oh, like dairy. Okay, dairy. Got it. Is part of the I don't know, vegan, vegan? diet, vegan diets, yeah. Meat. Vegan diets. <laughs> Vegetarian. I don't, I don't know. know what the I just is. ended up. I, I picked one. It ended up being vegan, and uh-huh. I, I really liked it. All right, that's cool. So now I get a vegan mango kale. Have you ever had a? Have you ever had a a non-vegan? Yes, smoothie? but Those then I really liked the vegan one 
So now we just make it a thing that I like vegan smoothies. Okay. So anyways. you're vegan only when it comes to smoothies. Stop. Yes. I'm a vegan until it's time to eat. <laughs> How's the text line doing? You can call in, text in. Yeah. We want to hear from you. Um, 402-464-5685. We are on assignment, so it's kind of loud, which is fine. Let's go. Get it louder. Pump it up. This isn't a concert. Nicole, this is it's it's a really good. I mean, this is your first on on the scene show. Yeah, not nervous. You're handling it really well. Thank you. Um, but it can be number one, very distracting, especially when the bears are playing right As in front you, of you. You're right, you're right. So there there can be a lot of different things going on, but this is where you lock in. You fall back on your training. Trust your training. You trust your training. You trust what you did Monday through Friday, and on Saturday it all comes to fruition. And this is our Saturday. Uh, all, t- all, all caps from the text line. No one wants to talk basketball. It's college basketball eve. Great point. We are talking basketball in this. We, we can talk about it. We're talking about it in this next hour. All right, good. 7 we'll, o'clock we'll hold it for off the top. So stay, so stay tuned for basketball Texter talk. who's unnamed who's yelling at us. Don't yell. Well, we are talking basketball. We got you. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoy the all caps text. It got my attention for sure. Patrick said, this girl is funny. You should keep her. This girl. This is my show, and my name's on the show. Thanks, Patrick. We're going to try and hang on to Nicole as long as we can. Uh, Fresh said, give us what we want. Give us the hottest chili and cinnamon rolls hot take. Okay. This is my thing on chili and cinnamon rolls. Mm. They go together, not literally together. Does that make sense? Oh, I agree. So I'm from South Dakota. So I had chili and cinnamon rolls growing up at school. Oh, this is a thing in South Dakota, too. Yes. Mm. So Nebraska the, just takes credit for that. How do you feel about that? Um, well, I was very confused why everyone was so passionate about it. And I was like, we had this at my school growing up. So, hmm. Hmm. But then I figured hmm. out that the reason why people are so passionate about it is because people literally eat them together. Yeah. Is that why they're passionate about it? Or just because Runza has it? Also, ah. also, my chili take... Beans don't belong in chili. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I could do without the beans, too. I don't enjoy beans. It's weird because at the same time, I feel like beans belong in chili. It's just a, like a part of it. But also, I wouldn't mind if the beans weren't there. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm riding the fence on that one. Um, as far as the chili and cinnamon rolls thing, I've heard it throughout my entire life. I'm not sure that I completely understand it. Um, it's not that I dislike it. I just don't know why you would do it. Like, I wouldn't make the extra effort to do, to do it. I take my tortilla chips, I dip it in the chili, I eat the chili. Or eat the chili with a spoon. I like to eat my cinnamon rolls for breakfast. Usually I don't have chili at breakfast. So, I, I don't know where it came from, why it came about. Uh, it is served at Husker football games in the in the press box occasionally. A couple, it, was, it was that way last week. Um, I got it. I got it. I got a bowl of chili. I got cinnamon rolls. I ate them separately. I did not put chili on top of my cinnamon rolls. Does that make me a non-Nebraskan? I don't know. It is also served at Nicole's Middle School in South Dakota. In South Dakota. Only two places you can get it. The entire state of Nebraska, Nicole's Middle School in South Dakota. How else is the text line? Um, Let's see here. Uh, Big Sky is claiming that it's not a Nebraska thing. Big Sky, go ahead, chime in. I, wh- what's what's the case here? I, I'm not going to claim to fully understand it. I, I I'm just repeating what I've heard. Yeah. So this is a it's it's it doesn't make any sense because this happens across the Midwest. We had it in Montana. My mom's from Wisconsin. She did it because she learned it in Wisconsin. 
I don't, I don't understand why Nebraskans think that they like invented it and own it. They definitely take credit for it. I, see, I didn't know this. This is good context. Thank you, Big Sky. So it, it is apparently not only at Nicole's Middle School in South Dakota. It is in a lot of places in the Midwest. So Nebraskans just claim and it. And Nebraskans just claim it. Hmm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. That's about what's going on. I mean, there's a lot of Husker takes on the text line. We could... We can get to those. Do you want to? You want to get to those as well? Hit them. Hit me with them. Uh, Jared in Wisconsin says Trev has made several comments about delegating responsibilities and people being set up for success. I wonder if he strongly encouraged Frost to give up control of the offense in order to do his job better and allow his assistants um, to do theirs better as well. I think that would be a great first step. To be honest with you. Um, I, I thought that at the beginning of this year, there was some talk of it. Um, ultimately, Frost has the final say, the final judgment on that entire thing. Um, you know, and it just feels like, obviously, anything that happens on the offensive side of the ball kind of has his fingerprints all over it. If you could take away a little bit of that and delegate out to the rest of them and empower those people and then make it all come together as one – on game day, like that's the goal. That's the goal. It's it's easier said than done, but I think that's what you want to do. I I love that suggestion, um, but now you're now you got to go to work and finding those guys to kind of do it. You you look at your offensive coaching. You look at your offensive room right now, and it's empty except for it's like Sean Becton. Wait, hi. Well, and like what are those guys? Like Teddy Prohaska tweeted today. He just goes, "Damn, damn." Like, I thought that was maybe the best tweet of the day. So what? You just, just they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. Who's gonna Who's gonna lead these they, guys? I mean, you know, Frank Verducci's, you know, an offensive. You know, he, he's basically an underling of of Greg Austin. So I've, I'm sure that he'll have a role in what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball. Jack Cooper, I think, has been involved with quarterbacks. Oh, I'm sorry, not Jack Cooper. Steve Cooper. Jack Cooper went to Rhode Island to become their defensive coordinator. I'm sure he'll be in, involved. Steve will. A um, couple other guys that are. It's it's an analyst, but not quite an analyst. They get elevated for the last two games of the year. I mean, they're stopgap guys. It's unfortunately for them. Congrats. You are now the running back coach. Yeah, that's pretty much it. For one bye weekend. That's why I have submitted my resume to be the offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach. They should that, hire me, diversity. And that's another thing, too. They There's, there's a restructure thing here. Um, I think that, you know, the way Nebraska's offense – offensive coaching staff was structured before is is a little bit odd and different you know when you look around college football staffs they had an offensive coordinator slash wide receivers coach they had a head coach who was basically doubling as the offensive coordinator so kind of two offensive coordinators they had a quarterbacks coach which is kind of uncommon um at least as a full-time assistant and an offensive line coach and a running backs coach you could have an off you could you could structure it as an offensive coordinator by by itself a wide receiver coach by itself, offensive line coach by itself, running backs coach by like. There's a restructure here, I think, in the way that they have it um, that could be good. I think so. There's there's a lot to come, obviously, in the next. Um, I don't know if anything will happen before the season ends, but interesting. A lot on the Just got a lot more interesting for sure. And then there's still two games to play. People forget. People do forget. Well, you have a bye week, and then it's just going to be the longest November. You have a bye week, and then you have a Wisconsin away at 2.30, which is going to be on primetime, uh, or not primetime, but on, T- on ESPN or It's ABC. either ABC or ESPN, yeah. So there's Sounds like another Kelly Stoffer game. So. Yeah. 
buckle up. If you're interested in hearing what people have texted Kelly Stoffer, then watch the Nebraska-Wisconsin game again. And then um, at home against Iowa. So we will take a break. We will close out the first hour next. And, yeah, we're here live at Upside Bar and Lounge. And come join us. We're here until 8 o'clock. But we will take a break right now and then wrap up the first hour next. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Nicole Griffin. Hello, everybody. Welcome back into the Ticket Weeknights. We are here at Connor. That does. Okay, there you go. We're back. This does not look good. Um, I'm looking at the live stream. You can listen to us on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook Live, um, on the radio, and also as a podcast forum. We are everywhere. Everywhere. We are live um, down at the Upside Bar and Lounge until 8 o'clock tonight. And um, it is taco night, so 50 cent tacos. Mm -hmm. Hard shells. No, soft shells. Hard shells, 50. Soft shells, a dollar. And then margaritas, three bucks. What a deal. Get them in a pint glass. Tell them that You're you, not supposed to tell people that. Tell them that you want the Nicole, and they'll know what that means. Yeah. I have... Now it got really quiet. Now I'm nervous. But anyways. Okay. We have Big Sky back in studio. Big Sky. One, can you hear me? I hope you can. Yes, Two, Nicole. are you on... Um, are, are you prepared to do On the Fly? I am. Okay. We are going to go into On the Fly with Big Sky. It is a game where I know the text line is patiently awaiting Happer's um, 30-second fantasy football update. Oh, they'll get it. It's not coming oh, for a while. It. So um, we are going to do On the Fly with Big Sky first because that's more important. Big I, Sky, take it away. I think I made it a little bit easier this week. So if you know <laughs> if you know what states are known for, it should be easier now. Mm, okay, okay. All right, good. If you're going to say chili and cinnamon rolls, we might not know. <laughs> it could be any so. state, apparently, yeah. All right, Big Sky, what do we got? All right, first one. A 3 P state judge issued a tongue-in-cheek order banishing the elf on the shelf from his county. A, th- a three what? Peas. Three. Oh, Mississippi. Oh, yeah. It, what Was that... That w- that gave it away, Big Sky. No, it's it, that Mississippi is not correct. So, if that's so there's an, there's another state that has three P's in it. You guys are a misunderstanding. It's not what in the spelling. It's what it's known for. Three P's. Hmm. You okay. did not make this All any right. easier. Well, maybe I don't know then. Yeah. It, the, okay. Well, I guess Mississippi. <laughs> now we don't even know a coast or anything or a geographical location. Three P's. Um, Pride, prejudice. Mm, yeah, what we have to think what the P's are. Um, profit, personality, hmm. prairie. Yeah, prairie. I don't know. Let's just say. Uh, let's just say Nevada. Nicole is in the right area. It's Georgia. Peaches, peanuts, and pecans. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I just didn't know that one. Dang. Wow. No one knew that one. So way to make it easier. That's fine. No points. No points are awarded. A trash barrel from this palm tree-loving state ended up in the ocean and floated more than 3,500 miles to a beach in Ireland. Uh, let's say Florida. Florida. Oh, um, okay. Is it Flo- you could say Florida, too. We could split no. the point. But maybe it's not Florida, and you could potentially win. Um, palm tree-loving state. California. Could be California. It, it is the- South Carolina. Ah. It went Isn't all the that way the around. Isn't that the Palmetto State? It, it is, yes. Way- yeah. And they have a palm tree on their flag. Gotcha. 
A one, all right, a 103-year-old man from the state of theme parks conducted the U.S. Air Force Band's Airman of Note at a concert to break his own Guinness World Record as the oldest conductor. The state has a lot of theme parks. That's Florida, too, and California. You take one, I'll take the other. California. Florida. Happer wins. It's Florida. Let's go! You can't do that. You, you, you had first pick, and you screwed it up. I never win these games. Well, that's on the fly with the Big Sky. Was that the game? Is that over? Yeah, it's only three. We didn't tie. so Undefeated, I Nicole. won last week. It uh, doesn't matter. I was not here. That did not count. It will not go on the official record book. It will not be updated on the Wikipedia page when there is a Wikipedia page for this, which there inevitably will be. I have again won, and am undefeated. Thank you. Do you hear that applause in the bar? That's for me, winning. No, that's Nick because he won Keno. Did Nick give a – did he win? No, he didn't win. No. Nick once told me, as it refers – as it pertains to Keno, never quit playing the game you love. <laughs> and I thought that was really wise by him. We, we talk a lot about you being wise. I thought Nick had a really wise statement. Never quit playing the game you love. Nick loves Keno. And he never quits. So I respect that. We are live at the Upside Bar Lounge. Okay, thank you, Big Sky. Thank you for coming up with really hard questions for me to also lose again. I appreciate that. So um, we are live at the Upside and Taco Night here, Margarita Night, mm-hmm. and Chicago Bears are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's just a countdown until that game starts. I, Nicole, I'm going to, since you won't do it, I'm going to sell you. Come meet Nicole. What? Come meet Nicole. It's time to come meet Nicole, everyone. Come on down. Meet Nicole. You want She's me to here. say I'm not going to say that. Of course. That's why I said it. I said, you're not going to do it, so I'm going to do it. And then maybe if you were nice, you could be like, hey, come meet Happer, too, but that's that's on your own thing. Come meet DP. <laughs> uh, he's hanging out. Um, and, you know, just come Next watch Monday year. Night Football with us. Yeah, Next year. come hang out with us. Yeah. Um, also, call in and text 402-464-5685. Please do. How's the text line doing? Uh, Ubaldo says there's only two P's in Mississippi, which is true. Well, oh well. Darn. Oh, fact checker there. Never forget that. Sip thought Montana Gene Lincoln was. said, I don't believe in Mississippi has three P's in it, but I could be wrong. You are right. Yep, you are right. You are right. Yep. We didn't think that one through We didn't. At all. We just said. I didn't know about the three P's, whatever that he was talking about. I had no idea. Nobody did. It's fine. Okay, yeah, come hang out with us. Please DP's do. here, Rebecca's here, Nick's here, I'm here, and Happer is also here. So. You're not even going to sell me. I'm just kidding. After all, after all that I just did for you, that's all right. We can, uh, we will push through. And what do we got? Seven o'clock hour. We're going to talk about basketball. Yes, we're talking men's and women's hoops. It is the eve of the basketball season. It's kind of the awkward part in the year where football is still happening and yeah. then hoops is starting. And then it's also dark at 5 o'clock. So oh, man. Yeah. That means it's basketball season. So, anyways, we will take a break and have the next hour. How do I say this? Have the next hour next? Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Go to the next hour next. Big Sky, go to break, please. 